Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hi fellow football fan. Millions of Indonesian football fans watched their televisions full of hope when Elkan Baggett made his debut for their national team in November 2021. The 19-year-old defender is the child of an Indonesian mother and an English father. He spent most of his childhood in Jakarta, Indonesia's capital, before the family relocated and settled in England. He grew up to become a talented football player, currently under contract at Ipswich Town and on loan at Gillingham. He is hope for Indonesian football fans. This kid represents a new generation of Indonesian football players, who, for the first time in history, have the chance to bring football success to Indonesia, a nation crazy about the beautiful game. Indonesia is a world in itself. Located in the southeast of Asia, this vibrant country is made up of thousands and thousands of islands and populated by over 279 million people. It's the most populated country in the world after China, India and the United States. And one thing is certain, the Indonesian people are totally crazy about football. The clubs in the local league are supported by millions of supporters and they have some of the most passionate fan bases in the world. Meanwhile, players of the national team are treated like gods. And Elkan Baggett is one of them, ever since he made his debut for Indonesia last year. So, I approached Elkan for this podcast to talk about his adventures as an Indonesian international. This is his story. My name is Sam Verraalte and welcome to the Home of Football, a podcast powered by 433. All right, thank you, Elkan, for making some time uh, for us. Really appreciate it. How was your day today so far? My day was good. Um, it's been tough. We've had a training session this morning um, and gym and literally just managed to, to get myself up here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the weather in England right now is quite hot. Uh, obviously, I think around Europe, it's, there's quite a heat wave. So yeah. uh, football's been that, that just little bit tougher uh, these past few days. Um, but it's, it's been all sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same over here. It's crazy. Like uh, yesterday, I think, or they, the day before, it was like 34 almost 40 degrees celsius here it was insane yeah oh god it's so hot <laughs> and are you more used to that or can you get more used to that because as a kid you grew up in in asia or is that uh, still something you have to get used to 
Um, do, do you know, I say the best example is when it's like winter here yeah. and I go over to, to Indonesia, that transition is really hard. <laughs> but I think when it's like summer here and I'm sort of used to the heat, no matter if it gets hotter, I think I'm probably better adapt than than other other yeah. players like you say I, I grew up in in asia before <laughs> yeah exactly so let's talk a little bit about your background so you were born in bangkok right in in thailand and and what did the first let's say 10 years of your life look like um the, a lot of um my early memories um were in thailand um i lived there until i think i was five six lived there for five six years um basically just followed around where my, my dad's work was um then so he moved to, to indonesia and i lived there for a period of my childhood that was three four years um and then the I'd say the last two um till i was 10 was spent back here in england um but like you said the majority of my, my childhood was was based in based in asia what was your father's uh, work um he, he was a salesman for, for a company so he just used to get like put around different places yeah so th those first years in in thailand you said some of your first memories are from there what what are some of those memories what do you remember from from that time of your life yeah the, the weirdest memory that sticks out of my head was actually when i was in um elementary or like the earliest the earliest school where we we had these like little green beans <laughs> and i put one in my ear and it <laughs> lodged in there and we couldn't get it out so i had to go to to a hospital and they had to like suction it out so <laughs> quite a weird first memory but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny what what age were you you think oh, three four yeah up to know what i was doing I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story so then uh, you you moved to indonesia you were uh, you were at the british school in indonesia right if i if i'm not mistaken Yeah, yeah, I went to, to British International School when I was yeah. there. It's called BSJ now, British School Jakarta. Um, but spent yeah my, my whole my whole time at that school when when I lived there. Yeah, so I've been to Jakarta. It's been a while now since I was there, but I remember it's a very busy, a bit. Uh, it can be a little bit a bit foggy, but very busy, uh, hot city as well. You know what? What do you remember from your time there, and how would you describe the city to someone who's never been there? I'd say it's probably not what you think it is. It's quite modern as well, especially in some parts, which I don't think people expect. Um, but as well, there's some really beautiful parts. Um, you've got obviously like the, the modern city, but you've also got just outside like the, the really beautiful, like natural uh, mountains and, and that. Um, but yes, I, I love the city. But like you say, it's probably one of the hotter ones in, in Indonesia. Um, Which is why we've done a few training camps now outside Jakarta, just <laughs> cooler. <laughs> What was it like for you then when you were still a teenager that your family decided to, to move to England, you know, for, for the first time for you, uh, I guess. What was that transition like for you? It wasn't too hard because we spent a lot, probably twice a year, we'd always come back to England. Um, so I say the transition wasn't, wasn't that bad. Um, Obviously, like when when you're young, you make quite good friends with people. So I'd say that the hardest part of that was was leaving them behind and, and starting again um, because you got to make new friends. Um, but the, the transition, apart from that, wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, again, like I said that the weather <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the only crazy crazy bit of it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah that's uh is what it is when you come down to, to europe <laughs> yeah exactly so what role did football play in your life you know how did you fall in love with the game when you were younger yeah my first memory of, of football was when i was like in in a cot um not my first memory sorry <laughs> this is what mum tells me what what <laughs> first like beginnings of football were. I was in a cot and I used to like kick uh, like hanging balls that were, were hanging down um, that that was yeah how I probably started playing um, but my earliest memory of football was was to be honest playing for the, the school team for, for BIS, BSJ um, and then moved over here and played Sunday league um, Sunday league football for four four or five years and then just happened to be that an Ipswich scout was at one of the games and I had quite a good game. Um, so yeah, just got the, got the move to Ipswich and, and been there ever since. Yeah. So what was it always in the back of your mind that maybe one day, if you, you know, follow this path, you might represent Indonesia or, or was that something that more or less uh, just surprised you that you were invited to their youth teams when you were a teenager? It was always something I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Quite quite a funny story actually. When when I first signed for, for Ipswich Academy, um, I always wanted to play for Indonesia. So, what what me, my mum and my dad did, we we went on like the Indonesia's as PSSI their their like official website, and we tried to find like a little email that we could write to to say like, look, I'm on this player that that plays in England. Would you take me to play in the national team? And we got no replies for you. <laughs> but it just happened to be one of one of my mates that was playing here um he knew an agent out in, in indonesia um who eventually yeah got got me to got me recognized um and that's that's how really i became a national team player so what was the first time you represented one of the uh youth national teams from indonesia uh under 19s mm. um played north north macedonia uh 4-1 win um But that was such a, a proud and it was an honor for, for me to, to wear, the, wear the red jersey for the first time and sing the national anthem. Um, but yeah, I'm just so grateful for the, for the opportunity. What's the Indonesian food like in, in England? Um, to be honest, the only Indonesian food I have here is just one that my mum makes. <laughs> I know there's a restaurant in, in London, um, my good friend Pak Desra, keeps telling me to to go to but i haven't had the chance yet um but yeah apart from that i don't think there's a, a lot of options around here which is which is quite sad <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen is amazing right there's, but there's more indian food of course in uh, in england what's the dish your mom makes um she makes a good nasi goreng <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite my favorite dish of hers is, is me goreng <laughs> 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 okay cool so like you said you represented the under 19s at first and uh, what was the, the first training camp in uh, indonesia like for you then to be back there and to be training with the fellow talents of uh, of indonesia yeah obviously like uh, i'd been following it for for quite a while mm -hmm. and uh, i'd come across a lot of their instagrams and that so to actually like see see these players not on instagram like in in face and staying in a hotel with them was was very cool um But yeah, I was quite nervous before before my first training session with them. Um, but they're they're a really great bunch of lads, so it helped me settle in very very quickly. And what was the transition like from that point onto getting the call up for the first team? I'd say it was. I had a, I had a few good games for, for the under 19. 
Um, and I got on quite well with the the head coach. Well, I get on quite well with the, the head coach. Um, so I think it was more of like a, a natural progression. Um, but it wasn't just me. There, there was a few of us that, that have come through from the under-19s to the the, the senior team with me, like Rido, Arhan. Um, so, yeah, um, that's that's made the transition a bit easier as well, just because I've had a few of like the, the boys that, that I knew um, come through with me. Yeah. So not a lot of people know that Indonesia is like the fourth country in the world when it comes to how big the population is, right? After, I think, China, India and the United States. And of those four countries, it's, I think, the only country where football is like the main sport, right? It's it's the the fans there are totally insane when it comes to, to football. So and, and you see that on social media as well, of course. So what was the moment when you started to represent Indonesia, first the under-19s and then the first team? What was the moment when you started to notice uh, that they started to notice you, you know, that, that they started to build a little hype? It was um, actually just before I joined the first training camp. Um, there was like a few of the the local media Instagrams. They put out if you like get this guy on board. And I think I went over with 10K, 10,000 followers, I think. Um, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. But yeah, as soon as I went to the training camp, that jumped to, to 30k, I think, straight away. I got my, my verification tick as well. <laughs> my proudest moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, the, the biggest jump was, was when I was with the, the senior team in, in Singapore in December. Uh, well, I think within a week, I went from like 100,000 to about a million, um, probably after I scored that goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fans out there, they're crazy, um, but they're, they're so supportive. And not just me, but all of us are really grateful to have fan, fans like that and that size behind us. Yeah. So before you made the jump to the senior team, there was a, a something like you you were invited, but then there were COVID issues. I, I read something about that as well. What's, what was the issue there? So basically, so I, I live in England yeah. um, and there was a time where COVID here was, was really bad um, to the point where they were like giving countries outside England like a traffic light system. So it was like a, a red country, amber country or green country. And they were basically like the red was was very high risk. Like they said, you cannot travel there because basically like when you come back, you're going to have to quarantine for a few weeks and pay, I think it was like 2,000, 2000 pounds to, to stay in a hotel. Um, so it was like for that reason where, although they, they did call me up, it wasn't easy at all to get back into the country. Um, so I had to, had to 
obviously pass on that opportunity. If I was in Indonesia at the time, I would 100% have gone um, because it would have been, like I say, easier to, to go back and when you were the, the team as well. Um, just the, the process would have been a bit easier. But just unfortunately, um, the rules that I got out were, were that. So a little bit later, you you could make your debut. I think it was versus Afghanistan, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. What was it like for you to make your debut? Can you take us through that moment that you arrived and you knew, all right, it's now about to happen. You're in the dressing room. You're putting on your jersey. You know, can you take us through that day? Yeah, it started the day before um, because the the coach usually we we work on like our our shape and that the day before. And when he said my my name to to be in the lineup. Just like it hits you like the hairs and your neck go up, you get suddenly a bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> so, so it started the day before. Luckily, um, I did the whole day, the whole night, the whole morning, the next day to, to process like I'm actually starting and to, to get my mind ready. Um, but I suppose the moment when it when it really hit me is when when you're you're standing there singing the the anthem um, all together. Um, you say it's such a, a proud moment. Um, every every single time, but especially that time for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it like for for your family, for your mother especially, to to experience that moment as well? Yeah, for, for them as well. They were they were very proud. Uh, I think there were a few tears. <laughs> um, they couldn't be there in person, so they were they were trying to find like streams on on YouTube and that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for them it was an extremely proud moment too. So where in Indonesia is your mother from originally? From from Jakarta. From um, Jakarta. Okay. She's from Jakarta and my family that live there all, all live in Jakarta as well. All right, all right, cool. You already mentioned uh, that you scored a goal as well uh, very soon. Uh, that that first goal for Indonesia, that that's a massive moment as well, right? Can you take us through that moment, what, what it was like in your mind? Yes, um, it made it better because it was against Malaysia. <laughs> uh, but it was more, I, I put it in, I, I couldn't believe it had gone in. I think like you see on the videos, I sort of like froze for a second. I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, was a, it was a great moment, a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, then, then your social media especially exploded. What was it like for you to, to meet fans at, as well after you became uh, like a star in Indonesia, you know? Yeah, star, probably a bit big word. <laughs> it's just so great to, to, to meet and and um, to people to, to recognize you as like a national team player. Um, it, it feels great. It feels very like warm feeling inside. Um, and it's also like when, when they do this, it's like an honor for us. It makes us feel more like, oh, it's such an honor to, to play for the team as well. Yeah. So at the same time, of course, you're, uh, you live in England uh, under contract at Ipswich. Congratulations on the uh, extension of your contract, uh, by the way. You're now on loan at, uh, at Gillingham. But I also understand that you're uh, learning Indonesia as well, uh, Indonesian as well, Bahasa Indonesia. What is it like for you to, to learn the language? To be honest, the, the, the point where I want to learn the language more is when, when I'm around the, the players. That's when I have the real, like... Uh, proper motivation. I need to to speak with these with these guys fluently. Um, so when I'm there, I'm, I'm on the apps. You know, I'm I'm, I'm learning Indonesian. Um, my girlfriend as well helps me out with that. She she's learning Indonesian as well. <laughs> oh, cool. um, but just yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to 
daily just just trying to use the app to, to learn as much Indonesian as I can um, but um, yeah I really really want to to learn the, the language properly um, one so I can speak to, to my teammates most importantly as well and secondly that I'll be able to do sort of interviews and that um, in Indonesian as well which will also be a, a big thing yeah it is doable right it's not uh, as I understand the most difficult language of course it's still very hard to learn a new language but uh, I think the the way that language is structured is quite similar to um, to English yeah a lot of people say that yeah. as an English speaker they say Indonesian is one of the, the easier languages to learn so yeah so what's the bond with the manager of the national team like? Uh, I hope I pronounced this uh, right. Uh, Shin Tae-jung, uh, Korean manager. I think he's an uh, interesting guy as well. What's your bond with him like? I, I get on really, really well with him. Um, we're very close. Obviously, again, there, there is that language barrier. Um, so with with the help of uh, my good friend, Jin, the, the analyst who also acts as like a, a translator, um, us three, yeah, we, we sort of like have like a, a good little relationship. Um, but he's, he's such a good guy, um, really, really caring, really detailed in what he wants from you as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's again for us such an honor to, to be able to, to play for a manager like him with, with all his experience for obviously his, his club career in Korea and also for his national team coaching experience as well. Um, so for us, really, really great opportunity. Yeah. So you are not the only uh, player who is not uh, born in Indonesia uh, or of mixed heritage, so to speak, who plays in the national team. Uh, there are a couple of Dutch Indonesian guys in the team as well. I think even one player who's totally Dutch, who is now also uh, 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 able to play for Indonesia, Mark, uh, Mark Klok. So who are your uh, best buddies in the national team? Um. I say my best buddy is probably Mark. We get on, we get on really well. We've, we've got banter at, uh, at the next level. <laughs> um, so so he's probably yeah one of my best mates out there. I get on very well with with Ezra Ezra Walian, um, Victor Igbonifo as well, um, and also you know some of some of the the boys that I came through. Like I say with the the under 19s um, so like Rido Arhan, I know them very well as well, just because we've sort of shared the the same story to say path um so there they would be yeah my mom really really good friends yeah you mentioned adhan uh, i think he recently made a transfer right to i think it was uh, japan if i'm uh, yeah exactly and there are also a couple of other uh, guys, uh, Eggy, uh, Vitan, who play in Europe as well. You see, uh, it's very rare up until now that uh, Indonesian talents move uh, abroad. Uh, usually they, they stayed in Indonesia. So I think that's interesting to see, you know, uh, Indonesia, like we said, massive country, totally crazy about football. But I think uh, the people really want to see the national team uh, perform better than it was before. And I think players like you can be very instrumental for that. So what do you think is necessary for Indonesia to improve the level uh, of football in general and in the national team to, to be able to achieve more in the future? Um, I'd say that the first thing is the, the infrastructure in Indonesia probably needs to improve on the, the club side um, because it all starts from like the, the base. Yeah. So um, the young players, if, if you can get a good like academy system into that, it will definitely help um, the band of Indonesian football. 
Um, but like I say now, we're, we're, we're a really young team. Um, so in a few years' time, when we've all, we've all had a, a few years to, to learn the game more, um, we'll definitely be a lot, a lot stronger um, and hopefully competing at really the, the top end of Asia. Yeah. And, and what are some of your personal goals uh, with the national team? So the first main goal um, coming up is to, to get out of the group stage at the, the AFC, the, the tournament we just qualified for. Um, that that would uh, be be great. Um, second would be to, to win the AFF. We got so close last time getting to the final and just losing to, to Thailand. Um, but those those two for the short term goals are um, the ones right at the top of top of our list. Yeah. So of course you're playing in England now, and the dream is probably to to play in the Premier League someday. But in the back of your mind, you know, do you also think about maybe playing in Indonesia someday? Can be at the end of your career, you know. I was think? thinking more towards the end of my career, but one day I would like to. Um, but but for now, you know, I'll, I'll try and focus on my, my career here in England and try and stay here and get to the top. Um, but yeah, maybe towards the, the latter stages, towards the end of my career, it may be something I, I look to, to do. And... Which which club would you prefer in Indonesia? This is a risky risky subject. I know. Um, <laughs> the, the I mean, I, all the clubs out there are, are great. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll be a professional. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a wise decision. Yeah, I think that's a very smart decision. Yeah, keep your options open, right? Yeah, yeah, it gives me options, then, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, uh, have you, uh, you? What do you think about the the rivalries in Indonesian football? I think uh, Persib Bandung and Persija Jakarta. There are some crazy rivalries there, uh, crazy ultra sections as well. What do you think about the football fan culture in Indonesia? It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they're all so passionate, which is which is why it's so crazy. But I've heard some 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 crazy stories from some of the players about some of these derbies about they have to turn up in like tanks and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it just, again, it just shows how passionate the fans are and their, their drive and their will to, to want to win, support the team as much as they can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So um, thank you very much, uh, Elkan, for, for talking to me. I think we got a little bit of insight into your journey with the Indonesian national team so far. And I'm really, really curious to see where the rest of the journey will take you. You're still so very young and I think you'll create some beautiful memories with the, with the national team. So thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. And thanks for your time as well. Thank you for listening to our podcast with Elkan Baggett. I really enjoyed our conversation and hope Elkan will go on to achieve great successes both at a club and international level. Follow this podcast in your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. And if you want to support us, simply share our podcast or give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps us to get the word out. All right, my name is Sam Verraute. Thanks again for listening and on to the next story in the home of football. Hi guys, Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Ria Ferdinand. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Adi Bioacting Filmer, a.k.a. Mr. Beast Mode. I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.